Welcome to Chat and Connect, a podcast and place for conversations about disability, society, and culture. Chat and Connect is brought to you by Westchester Disabled on the Move, whose mission it is to empower people with disabilities and promote barrier-free living. Catch them on the web at www.wdom.org. And here is your host, Annie Chapetta. Welcome everyone to Chat and Connect. I'm your host, Annie Chapetta. Today, our guest is producer and recording engineer entrepreneur, Pittsville G. Martin, AKA Son of the Village, is a well-known and respected recording engineer, producer, and recording artist. He is the founder of Willpower Entertainment, I am pleased to bring Fitz to you with us today. Welcome, Fitz. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Anne. Thank you. It's my pleasure for being here. So how are you today? <laughs> I am doing great. A wonderful. I can't complain besides a little wisdom tooth. I'm trying to get oh. rid of it. But besides that, I have no other complaint. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, yes, I hope you get your teeth to... taken care of. I know how that is. I'm in the process. I just came from the dentist. Okay. But they're going to set right. an appointment for me next week sometime. <laughs> well, I hope that goes well. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all part of, part of this whole uh, disability uh, and society thing. Like, you know, going into the dentist's office or going to the doctor and having them read those forms and where you sign. And I know with somebody with a visual impairment like you and I, it can be a little difficult sometimes to get people to understand what you need. What would you have to say about that? That's definitely true. Because one of my biggest things just now, I went, I went with my nephew of mine, you know, the moment, you know, they find, they figure out you got a vision problem, they start talking to the other person instead of you. So I just now I had to be like, you know, my vision problem doesn't say I'm dumb. You know, I'm the one that set the appointments, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But besides that, everything went pretty smooth. It's just, you know, letting others know if I have a vision problem, that does not speak for my state of mind or my intelligence. You know what I mean? Yes, well said, well said. So tell us a little bit about yourself mm-hmm. and how you started your own business and where that's taken you in the present day. So um, I was born in Jamaica. My family migrated to um, the United States around when I was like nine or 10 years old. I lived in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. I have a distance cousin. Um, his name is Special Ed. He's a rapper from back in the 80s that song, you know, I got it made, I got it made, I got land in the sand of the West Indies. So that's my cousin. Um, all along, I was the fly on the wall around him, just listening and, you know, learning from him, seeing what I can do. I met a lot of celebrities just being the fly on the wall in his studio, you know, just sit right there and don't really mm-hmm. make any noise or disturb anyone because you're not even supposed to be in these guys' session, you know. <laughs> I went through a lot of that and sit there and just learned a lot. Um just being humble, you know, and if I had to go to the store at that time, I had much better vision. So, you know, being able to find whatever they need in the store, I'd be able to do it. So I played my role as far as, you know, the intern, the guy that's just happy to be here. So he does what he needs to do to maintain being here. And this is how I started getting my knowledge, you know, just sitting there watching the engineers, what they do, how they did it. Did you ask a lot of questions? I sure did. (laughs) <laughs> I sure did. I annoyed a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way you get knowledge too, it. you know. <laughs> yes, you know, because people, I'm nosy. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know why, <laughs> how, why, why it ticks. Why that tick, you know? And you, I got man. great comprehension. So, you know, I want to know why it ticks. 
So I asked a mm -hmm. lot of questions on um, what this machine is for, what this is for, what does this do? Um, you know, how do you boost the vocals? How do you boost the track? How do you EQ? What is EQ for? What is um, compression? What is, you know, reverb? All this. I asked a lot of questions. I annoyed every engineer that was there, you know. Whenever, you know, I got a chance to actually hands-on, you know, touch anything, I sure did, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> when Ed was yeah. not around, I sure, I sure did touch whatever I can. Back then, it was more, like, right now, we got a computer, and a computer would have um, a beat-making machi machine in it. You could record in the, in the computer, but back then, every... Everything that you did in the studio was a separate machine. Like if he was making a track, it was on an MPC. If he was recording, it was on the ADATS. But everything right now is all in one. So um, my real start came from my cousin's special ed. Um, he had a studio called the Dollar Cab Lab out in Brooklyn. You know, at this Dollar studio. Dollar Cab made... Lab? That sounds, yeah. that's very poetic. Like it's great. <laughs> Alliterative. It just flows off the tongue, man. <laughs> Dollar Cab Lab. <laughs> yeah. And it, um, this studio, you know, Tupac is this still there Biggie. no my studio took over for that studio oh okay okay oh good thing. yes my studio yeah. took over yes it's still there in essence because you know my studio is the new one for that now willpower entertainment willpower studios yeah so dollar cab uh, lab was the first experience for you in terms of your engineering stuff um was yes. it also your, in a your, professional like, your, studio yeah yeah uh, the other question is like musically, like uh, were you also practicing as a musician or just as an engineer? So as a musician, that part of it was always in me. That's actually what pushed me to become an engineer. Mm -hmm. I started out as a drummer in my uncle's band as a small kid. Um, just being the who, whoever didn't show up for his band at that time, I would replace that person. So I became a real good drummer. Um, as far as practicing the music I was always playing some kind of music I was always in some kind of play some kind of musical some you know I went to Lavelle so every year Lavelle had a play we was always doing something in the play musical or acting I'm also playing in the church in my church my grandmother's and grandfather's pastors so we was always playing in the church oh, cool. as far yeah. as becoming an engineer you know although I had a, a, my cousin you know um special ed he had a studio yeah studio time is expensive you know and as a yes. young kid you know at 14 15 years old you know 40 dollars an hour at a two, two hour minimum you know 40 dollars is a lot to come come by back then you know mm -hmm. so we started trying to figure out how to record our own self you know and this is what led to this um i give thanks that ed always supported me you know whatever i, I tried especially ed always come and support me is like you know whatever if i was to buy purchase a piece of equipment that i know nothing about He'll come and sit down with me and, you know, explain it to me and tell me what it does or show me what it does, you know. Where is Special Ed I now? remember when I, he lives in um, North Carolina. He still tours. Um, he still tours. He's, you catch he lives up with out him in North sometimes? Carolina. Yes. Um, he's still my mentor. I talk to him from time to time whenever I need him. He's on the arms reach. And he's still around, you know. He's still there. He, he's very proud of what we have done so far, you know. Very proud of what we've done. Um, he tours at least, he does at least three shows in a week per week now. So, did you do any kind of special training with uh, your equipment? Did you have training just like everybody else? Did you have to go for any special training because you're visually impaired? How do you overcome all that? 
if there's any barriers so, um, or challenges? There's a lot of barriers. So when I first started, you know, it was all, like I said, each task that you take on in the studio had a separate piece of equipment that goes with that task. So if you was, you know, making an instrumental, you would have to use what they would call the MPC. Now the MPC okay. has no voice, you know, like has no audio description, nothing. You, it's just totally for sighted people. Um, what I had to do back then is just remember that if I hit this button five times, it brings me to this, to a special, um, like a menu menu. I had, mm. yeah, I oh, had wow. to remember what buttons you had. To, yeah. I had to really learn this machine inside out in order to be able to do. And I fully was not able to do everything on my, by myself. I still had to wait till I have an, um, get an assistant to come in mm -hmm. and help me out with right. certain things right. like if I wanted to loop the track if I wanted to format the track or you know bounce out the track out the MPC into the um whatever recording device I'm gonna use so it was a lot of barriers nowadays it has really changed with the help of Pro Tools and it being on the computer that's really with great the Mac, to hear yes one of the reasons I really love Max is that it comes already prepared for everyone visually impaired voiceover is on every Mac product whether it be the computer, whether it be your iPhone. Unlike JAWS, you don't have to go ordering something extra for the computer. Oh, like, the, like a, a special script or... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like with the Mac, you have voiceover that's in the computer already. Right. With, um, you know. Or your iPad or your iPhone. Yes, yeah. yes. It's already a part of the product. Right. So I love it for that. So Pro Tools now, Pro Tools is totally accessible by voiceover. You know, and I, I want to tell you a funny story, right? When I first bought my computer, I bought a Mac. Um, this was like 2003, switching over from analog equipment to digital equipment. And I bought a Mac computer. You know, I was worried. I'm like, JAWS is not made for Macs and the industry is run by Macs. You know, I'm in the music business and, you know, all, all, the, all the engineers that I work with, they're, they're familiar with Macs. So it's like, how am I going to do this? You know, and I need JAWS. So one day um, on our downtime, my assistant is playing, is playing chess on the computer. And I hear the computer talking like B, B7 to 8C. And huh? I'm like, what is that sound? You know, I'm like, what is that in a chess game? And I'm like, what is that? I, I think I hear the computer talking. <laughs> yeah. so went up to the computer and found out that the computer at this level now has voiceover and it's been open gate for me since then um it took me a little while to learn it i went out my way um i downloaded as much anything that i could get my hand on to teach me voiceover right and tutorials I, and yeah tutorials YouTube and, and, and all that stuff. yes yeah. mm -hmm. yes did you ever go to got, apple you know, classes um, I wasn't even aware of that till I got, I went back to college. <laughs> so you're, so you're, so mm -hmm. you're, you're a voiceover Mac user. You feel that that's the best compatibility for you, for what you do professionally. That's important for people yes. listening to yes. know that, uh, you know, because we, we all have yes. our go-to stuff, uh, you know, what's going to make the best accessibility bridge for, you know, whoever you are in whatever profession you have, um, you know, for me as a writer, you know, I use JAWS and I use all of the, uh, the tools that writers use 
And I think Jaws has got probably a lot of robust stuff going on in there to help yes. me do whatever I can. So that's not this, you know, but I have a different profession yes. than you. Yes. So, you know, but it's whatever works best for the person. Yes. I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to discredit it at all. Oh, no. Not at all. I know that. I yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. For my industry, that's the go-to. Um, you know, everyone, it's Pro Tools is the industry standard. And um, it's known to work best with Mac. Like, if you go to all the movie studios in Hollywood, they all use Macs. Um, right. All the recording studios, they all use Macs. So I wanted to stay in that, you know, realm, like, so I'm not alienating the other engineers when they come to my um, location, you know? Oh, yeah, so yeah, that's I, important, too. I started out with the Mac. Yeah. So I got surprised, you know, voiceover was there. And I heard that what <laughs> happened is that the blind community sued Mac a couple years ago because, you know, Mac is a closed, um, they don't allow outside yes. companies to make um, apps for them. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they made their own, they got sued by the blind community. So that's the reason why all Mac items come with voiceover on it, already prepared for us. After, you know, getting scolded by Ed, special Ed, I started my own studio. Um, scolded? What do you mean? What would what, what he say? <laughs> like scolded, like, you know, screaming at me at times, like, you know, listen to this, do that, do this. You know, it's my cousin, <laughs> so it's an older cousin. <laughs> I may make it sound like it was all fun, but he, you know, he, he he's a real strict guy and let it be known, like, all right, you're not going to so mess do up. You, yeah. Do you feel that he pushed you in a direction you might not have gone? Um, if not he at didn't all. push you to do, I mean, like, he, it sounds like he believed in you and he believed. Yeah in your, you know, in, in your potential. And that's something that not, that, that sounds to me just like it's something that you, you, you needed to push yourself to the next level. You know, when someone See, else believes in you, it's, it's a very powerful thing. Yes. And it, it also comes from, you know, um, I'm a little spiritual. So, you know, they say God help those who help themselves. Yes. So, you know, he saw my interests, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. he, he right. just met me, my interests, you know? Yeah. I went out my ways. There was nights where, you know, when the, his studio was not being used and I would, you know, call him and be like, Ed, can we use the studio? And he'd be like, um, you know, I, since you're my cousin, just give me something for the night, for the light bill or something, and y'all can use the studio. So I was always going out of my way to try to find ways to work in the music industry. Mm -hmm. So he, he just accommodated mm -hmm. me after a while, you know. I want another story from you about something funny or something awkward that happened, like in the studio. Um, something that you learned a lot from. I had this guy come to the studio, right? And this is the time when I, I was using um, my assistants. The, the client was a little bit eccentric. It was different. It was a different type of guy. It was not the average okay. guy, right? So okay. when um, I'm, in the, I'm in the control room, right? And I give my assistant a pen. And I said, when you want to laugh, please drop this pen and go under the board and laugh. <laughs> So the guy started his musical rendition. <laughs> rendition. Oh my God. The guy dropped the pen and he was under the board laughing. And he was like, thank you for doing that. Cause I didn't want him to laugh in the guy's face. What he was doing was so oh. different. It's, I don't know. And, but <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> we have a, a thing. Like if, we're, if instead of laughing in your face, we're going to drop our pen or whatever we have. So we can look down and we won't laugh at you. Cause all music is not, you know, everyone is not That's great. Fair. Yes, that's very polite and accommodating of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you cannot control not to laugh. It's yeah. like, come on, th this is hilarious. Like, you know, I'm being wrong to myself not to laugh. So I'm dropping a pen. 
and I'm looking down <laughs> under the board and I get it out my system. I'm come back up. Hey, how are you? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> you know, so you got to find ways to accommodate people, you know, in this business, like they said, a customer is always right. So you got to find ways to accommodate people. Like about two weeks ago, there was a guy doing a session and you know, he's just so happy to be around, couldn't afford the studio time. So I cut it in half for him. And he went in the booth and started recording. And only one side of the head headphones was working. But he's so happy that, you know, we actually accommodating him. He's not telling any one of us. So I went in the booth, I checked the headphone, found out it was only one side working. I'm like, listen, no matter because I gave you, a, you know, a chance and I cut the price down, that don't mean that you got to suffer. You know what I mean? Oh, Let me yeah. know what's let me know what's going on at every time. Like, you don't ever have to suffer. I'm still accommodating. So the headphones, you know, did its time. I had to put another pair in, but not because I'm helping you. You don't have to suffer, you know? Mm-hmm. Just talking recently about you as a professional accommodating other people. How yes. does that relate to when you receive accommodations from people? Do you think you do more because of your profession? You are maybe more sensitive to it? Do you expect more as a person who's visually impaired? What's the balance there? I mean, you know, sometimes it's not balanced, you know? Yes, it's not. It's not at all. And what I've learned to is not expect anything and don't feel deserving. You know, you still have to work and adjust, make adjustments. Because my nickname is Flex. And whatever the situation is, I'm going to, you know, flex to it, you know? Mm -hmm, I'm not going to sit there and... I have this saying, you know, you don't cry over the spilled milk because it's already on the floor. You yeah. leave it alone and move on. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. wipe it up and move on. Mm-hmm. So Get I don't, to the next I don't, thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't, you know, I don't stay stuck. Whatever it is, I find a way to move on, you know. And if 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 someone is not accommodating me to the point that I need, I'll speak on it. You know, like just now, like I told you, I was just in the dentist's office and, you know, the young lady decided to talk to my nephew instead when she's figured I got a vision problem. I spoke on that. I'm like, miss, talk to me, you know, and she realized mm-hmm. that, like, I'm a very intelligent guy. Talk to me. Why would you, you know, it's, it's my, it's my eyes, not my ears, you know, I'm not my, you know. Yes. So I always speak on it and I don't, I don't sit there and just be mad and, you know, make it, make me angry and sit there with it all within myself I speak um, on it and adjust it yeah so speaking up that's important um getting your needs met um and Mm -hmm. speaking up in a way that other people are going to hear you yes and without being offensive you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. you may get offended because you know like even when the young lady was talking to my nephew instead I was offended I'm I'm saying like you know my brain work come on but instead of (laughs) (laughs) instead of you know reacting to Mm -hmm. her where she's now offended and it's now a standoff, you know, I just, cause I understand, you know what I'm saying? All right. You're still just trying to help me by trying to talk to my nephew, figuring like he'll be able to get it. So some people are, mm-hmm. they, they still just trying to help, you know, if you just help they, them mm-hmm. understand you, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I think that's one of the part of the reasons why I brought you on here, because I know we have interviewed be, you before and you were really, uh, you were wonderful at expressing what, what that means about getting your needs met how you would do that, and, you know, and why it's important to make sure that people are hearing what you have to say. So you're talking to somebody, not at somebody, yes. and they're receptive to, to your message. And I know you probably have more experience than most other people because you are an engineer and because 
what you do is so intimately connected with the person in the studio at the time. And uh, I admire that a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not everybody knows how to listen or express themselves in a way where you get your point across quickly Mm -hmm. and, and with kindness or with directness, that's not, you know, uh, not yelling and yeah, Mm -hmm. in a sensitive manner. So yeah. Are there people in your life that, that aren't receptive or who are a little rough around the edges, who you need to kind of take in a little bit at a time? Um, I approach everyone differently because everyone don't learn the same way. You know, I don't mm-hmm. yeah. try to teach everyone with, with, with one blanket lesson. I try to see how that person learn or how they receive information. And then that's how I attack them. Yeah. So, so what do you like to do for you? What's your kickback and relaxed day? My kickback and relaxed day, you see, work was fun before, but <laughs> then, <you> know, <laughs> it's not anymore. <laughs> it's not, it's still fun, but it's, it's work now. It's so work. <laughs> I do have, <laughs> um, kickback and relax is I like, I like the beach. I like, um, just looking out into the you know ocean. It's never ending. You're not seeing anything. There's no end in sight, you know, and just, you know, reading something or taking in a documentary or something, something where I'm getting some information, where I'm feeding my brain. Do you have any, anyone special in your life that you share these things with? Or is that, you want me to go past that question? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the making. I'm going to put it at that. It's in the making. Okay. Oh, all right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It's in the making. Um, yeah. And ho- I mean, you I got spoke a great, about... I got a lovely yeah? thing in the making. I got a lovely oh, thing in the oh, making. Oh, <laughs> all right. Mm. Well, we do have, we do have... Um, I'm thinking about something for February for near Valentine's Day. I don't know. I'll, <laughs> Maybe I'll, by you then. You know, I'm a player. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a player. I, I like okay. play, so I'll, I'll be, uh, you know, let me know. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. you, you, and, you and your beautiful person. Um, yes. Anyway, uh, so you spoke about special ed and him mm-hmm. being an important person in your life. Uh, are there, are, are there any other mentors or, or artists that you really admire? Um, well, as far as artists goes, you know, um, let me see. Like, I mean, I take, I take knowledge from anybody that's successful. Um, yeah. I've worked with Clark Kent, you know, I've sat with Clark Kent. Clark Kent is the person that introduced Jay-Z to the industry. I've sat with quite a few people and I take knowledge from whoever got knowledge, you know what I mean? What I, I want to tell you this, and I don't. Um, so when, in my early days of the studio, right, I took on a lot of artists that was no longer relevant in the business, just so I can learn the business, you know. And I'll charge them nothing, and I'll try try to help them get back in the business. But while doing that, I learned the business that way, and whether it be through casual conversations or just. You know, they're they going out of their way to help to teach me something. Yeah, that is that like is that what you, like what you mean by like giving back, maybe do, or doing doing a good thing or when when I say giving back right now, I mean like I want to teach other visually impaired kids to be able to do audio engineering. That's how I want to give back, you know, so they can fend for themselves. All visually impaired individuals or persons, we start using our ears a whole lot and more you know whether we like it or not and this is an industry i think is just right up our alley you know and and how old were you when you started out i was 20 20 to 21 yeah okay 
That's not bad. 20 to 21. Yeah, yeah. $40 an hour. And, okay. you know, you won't be able to starve. Like, you know, you'll be able to fend for yourself. You start. You can start off with just friends that you know. That's exactly how I started off. Word of mouth. Friends that I know. And, you know, even if you made $80 today, that's $80 you didn't make or you wasn't going to make. You know what I'm saying? If you make $160 for this week, for the first couple of weeks, you, you wasn't making that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's something something that you can definitely build from and it also if you're a producer you can also sell your music to streaming companies and stuff like that have you done that yes um i'm a manager and a producer i have 18 different acts (laughs) from bands to rappers singers reggae artists um you name it i've been doing this i manage a a large roster of people (laughs) so so besides you know booking studio time I'm booking shows. Um, I'm making sure that the artist gets to the show. I'm I'm doing um promotions. You know, we put on our own shows. We don't wait for the um someone else to put on shows for us because you know, a lot of money is into the shows. You know, so yes, you yeah. put on our own shows. And how did COVID affect all of that? Yeah, COVID really slowed us down. Really slowed us down as far as that was concerned. Really, you know, kind of put a halt to it. Um, it's did coming you, back right now. Did you compensate somehow? Like, did you put out more studio stuff, book more studio time, you know, finish things that maybe were, you know, not finished yet? That, like, yes, how did that was, you... that's what we did. We yeah. did a lot of in-house stuff, a lot of the in-house mm-hmm. stuff that we had, right. um, you know, lingering around. We just got, got it knocked out. Um, okay. As far as like people coming into the studio, you know, they were still nervous and we was nervous also. So mm-hmm. we really didn't book a lot of studio time. We started slowing down. We we also put out a lot more content from the in-house um, acts. Do you have anybody that helps you manage? Do you have assistants? Yes. Um, yes, I have I have a whole team. Yeah, I have a whole team. I have a whole production team that consists of about around 20 different individuals. Um, I have people that, you know, produce tracks, instrumentals, as we'll, we'll call them, tracks in a hip-hop world. Then I have mm-hmm. artists. And the thing, the, the great thing about my production team is they're able to do everything. They, they can do engineering. They can do um, production. They can do um, video editing. So every single one is multi-talented. That's really important because it gives you that flexibility you were talking about before. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Right? laughs> the flex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So what's, what's yep. the future for you? Like what, in the next uh, couple of years, give me a, like a... I don't know. The future for me comfortably is um, I have Voices for the Blind and Visually Impaired. That's the nonprofit that provides a school for the um, visually impaired and also provide helping them to learn how to use, you know, canes and rehabilitation, anything that they need as far as like helping them to get back on on their feet, earning, fending for themselves. Mm. So that's really my full goal and having it in a building in the city where it's totally access to everyone and um, where I also will have a store where you know you can find visually impaired items in one place because as of right now I think the lighthouse store closed down and you know we really don't have a, a store in New York for yeah you know, even if you want, yes you know I still want to go out mm-hmm. and see a braille writer I want to come in and see a braille I want I want to touch it I want to you know you got a like, new one I want to touch yeah, it like yeah. an apple store yeah. You want to, yes. you want a demo, you want yes. to demo the model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really important for tactile things. Um, yes, and, and, I'm... and, you know, big ticket items too, because the technology, the equipment um, is expensive. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm a Braille reader and I love Braille. I don't want to see it fade away. So, so share with our listeners how much a typical refreshable Braille display costs for your computer. Oh my give me God. A, give so me a ballpark. $5,000. $5,000. Right. And you're supposed to buy this without touching it or demoing it or. Oh, yeah. I would never. I've never. <laughs> I think that having, like you said, having a store that displays these things, people can come in and make appointments, and play around. That's really important. Yes. You know, you can also set up a, a couple of lessons from here too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good luck to you. And so, uh, so you're what, it's going to be like a nonprofit company and you're going to. Yes, totally. Nonprofit. And, um, we're going to set it up in the city. I'm in, I'm in the works with it right now. I've been in the works with it for quite a while now. It's about two years out, I would say. Yeah. Well, yeah. the real estate is going to be hard to find. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, you yeah. know, my thing is, I have this thing like you, you, whatever you prepare for in life, you get. Mm. So if you prepare, it's going to be hard. Then it's hard. Then it'll be, yeah. Well, then it'll be easier than you think, maybe. Yes. If you, you know, if you go in with no expectations and you have a goal in mind, you'll, you know, eventually you'll meet that goal. Yes. You know? And that's how I look at life because, you know, my saying is you only as strong as what breaks you. So if, you know, not being able to find the, the building in time or find a building that's your price and that's what breaks you, you were, you were only that strong. And I, I'm, I'm sure you want to walk, want to walk away from your, your story telling, you know, you know, I couldn't, I, you know, I, I stopped because I couldn't find a building. That's it don't sound, right. You'll move it don't on. Sound, yeah. Mm-hmm. It don't sound too good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so even, even if you have to find a building somewhere else, you're still going to make it happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've looked at different buildings already. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, if I don't find a building affordable or within my reach in the city, I'm still, you know, I'm flex. I'll find mm-hmm. a way. <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> yeah. Where there's um, a way. And that's my slogan for willpower. Where there's a will, there's a way. So I'll find a way. So, uh, yeah, I think you will. Tell people how they can find you on the web. Um, give us your contact information. So you can find me on the web at willpowerent.com. That's W-I-L-L-P-O-W-E-R-E-N-T dot com. Also, Willpower Entertainment on all social media. And you can also get the company number, which is 718-536-4300. That's 718-536-4300. Fitzmartin, Willpower Entertainment. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate your coming today. And good luck in everything from now to the future. Definitely. And I, I know I have your energy and great people energy with me, man. And you've, you've always been a standout person to me and you continue to be. <laughs> Thanks, I'm glad Fitz. I met you. Oh uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm going to close out. Thanks everybody for listening to chat and connect and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been chat and connect. Thank you so much for listening. Chat and Connect is brought to you by Westchester Disabled on the Move. Catch Westchester Disabled on the Move on the web at www.wdom.org. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We would like to give a special shout out to Carvel and ShopRite for sponsoring this episode. You can find Carvel's delicious treats 
at carvel.com and ShopRite sales and weekly promotions at shoprite.com. Thank you so much again for sponsoring this episode.